Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice. This is Donovan. And today we are going to talk about ways to stop feeling guilty. So Donovan, I mean, this could go in a lot of different avenues. So I'm, I'm happy to explore different contexts of not feeling guilty. But where would you like to start this conversation about not feeling guilty? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, top of mind, the first couple things that, that I can think of are Guilt, is, guilt serves a purpose, right? There, there's a reason we feel guilty sometimes. Like there are certain actions we take um, that maybe we don't want to do in the future. And it's kind of like a, a feeling to kind of remind ourselves of this type of thing. And I think the, the not feeling guilty part comes when you kind of sit on that feeling for too long, right? Mm. That's when, because if you just don't want to ever feel guilty, um, I don't know if that's like super reasonable. It's like, I don't ever want to be yeah. sad or angry. Like these emotions come and go and they feel of certain kinds. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to feel it at some point, but I think it's feeling it in the right circumstances and feeling it in the right like duration. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the first thing that like comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I could see that. And I could see that, you know, when I think of guilt, I think of kind of like using your moral compass, but everyone's moral compass might be a little different. So it might be hard to really say what's right or wrong, but you know, if there, there's, there is one thing about like holding on to it and not being able to let it go and then kind of defining yourself about like that bad thing that you did, but also, you know, maybe there's something that you did and you didn't really fully understand the impact or the repercussions it had on another individuals. But then when you did and you felt guilty about it, and then hopefully, you know, maybe you would be inclined to not do that action or just be more mindful of understanding that could be hurtful or, or insensitive to that other human being. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of some examples of, you know, actually one time I felt guilty. I remember back in college, I, um, I went to a, a party with my boyfriend at the time and I was like, really tired. I wanted to go um, home or to his place because I was just sleepy. (laughs) And so he and he was actually oh, he was DJing. So he had to stay until like the end of it. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll just go home. And then he was like, yeah, you just leave the the key in the mailbox or something for me to get in. And I forgot. And then my phone was on silent and I fell asleep. So when he got home, he was like (laughs) very upset because he was just like stranded outside. I didn't leave the key out for him. I didn't answer my phone because I was asleep. And yeah, he was just waiting for like at 2 a.m. in in the night, (laughs) just kind of like trying to break into his house and couldn't. And yeah, so needless to say, he was very upset (laughs) in the morning uh, or when I did finally wake up and he was just like yeah I had gone over to a friend to hang until he woke up and I was like I feel so bad I feel so guilty but to make up for it though because I feel like if I did something that had an impact on another being and it, it really 
sucked. I didn't mean to like be hurtful or mindless. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely be more cautious and follow directions and realize like the future implica implications of me not remembering like certain things because I was tired. Um, but yeah, to make up for it, I think it's like making up for the things that you did to understand there was an impact. And, and I feel like I don't like when people are like, oh, I feel so bad. I feel terrible but then they don't do anything about it. I'm like, well, I don't necessarily want you to feel bad for, for my sake when someone like does something towards me. I'm like, when my boyfriend, current boyfriend does something and he's like, I feel so terrible that happened. And I'm like, well, I don't want you to feel terrible. I want you to do something to make up for, <laughs> for the thing that you did. And so, and maybe this is my brain work and I'd be curious to see how your, your, your thoughts on this idea is, but when, what I did to make up for it was like, I cleaned his room <laughs> to make up for it, like um, for locking him out accidentally. Um, but what ended up happening, he was like upset or I don't know, I think he took it the wrong way because he, he took it like, I'm saying he's a slob, <laughs> he needs to clean up his room. And I was no, and I was like, in my mind, I was doing something nice for him, like taking out his trash and cleaning, tidying up his room um, to like make up for the fact that I did this terrible thing. Um, but he kind of took it this other way of, um, yeah, like I'm saying he's not super clean or anything like that. So yeah, that's my long winded story of how I felt guilty and how I responded to the guilt. Um, but eventually we were able to move forward and continue our relationship. But I, I think people have different ideas on how to deal with the guilt. That's kind of how I approached it in this scenario, which was over like a decade ago. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it speaks to some of the purposes of guilt, right? Some of the ways that guilt actually does something uh, that's to some degree useful, Yeah. which, um, you know, uh, being affirmed may, may not help you as much, but I, I think that's one of the things that it incites people to do is like, I feel bad in some way. So I should go to whatever party I've wronged and like comfort them or try to make them feel better in some way. And then I also think it creates, you know, kind of that sense or that feeling of obligation. And some people, again, like you're talking about, it may be different. Yeah. Um, but to like do something to like make amends for whatever the the wrongdoing was, whatever whatever it was, whether it be an accident or not. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like some of the, the the useful pieces. And I think, you know, kind of when we're approaching it or like the way that I would think about it is like, okay, so let me take out the pieces of this when I've done something that are useful and then move on, right? So, because the problem I see is when people do something, they feel guilty about it right. and then they, they try to make amends for it. Mm -hmm. And then they just carry that guilt around with them with no further uh, intent or no action, nothing else to learn from it, right? Like they've got the learning, they did what they could to make it right. Mm -hmm. And then they still are just carrying the feeling around. And mm -hmm. it's that third part that like, you know, you've kind of used the emotion if, if you know you look for what you can learn and look for ways to make up for it you've kind of used the emotion or like acted on the emotion in the way that um it's useful and i think like anger is a good parallel right where like you can get in like angry over really really dumb small things in the same way like you can feel guilty over like really really dumb small things the the more useful path is like okay in what situations is this anger or guilt like useful what is it telling me to do like what is it helping me navigate mm -hmm. um and i think like like you were saying i think 
one of the, the one of the things that that um, is useful at least for trying to like start getting rid of that feeling is to interact with the, with whoever the other person is and try to make up for it um, and I think another piece of that um, based on what you said is like maybe asking around the type of actions you can take to make up for it right because in, in what you said like you just kind of did something that you thought would make up for it right and it was interpreted in a different way mm-hmm. um so maybe that's one extra just like little piece or caveat that I picked up from that which is like you know if if you felt like you wronged someone maybe ask them mm-hmm. what it takes to make up for it and by doing that you you'll have a much better idea of where it falls in their mind right mm-hmm. because I think part of the guilt is like oh no this person it, it's like a reputation control right yeah. it's and maybe people don't think about it that uh specifically but there's some piece of it that's like oh i need to make sure i don't ruin this relationship with this thing i've done so mm-hmm. you can you can ask them to make sure that that's not happening um to make sure that it's actually like going the way that you um think it is mm-hmm. yeah no definitely i think it would have made a difference if i just inquired you know what you know, I feel terrible about this. What can I do to, to make up for it? And just inquiry. And, you know, maybe it was, would be within reason, um, um, like the punishment fits the crime <laughs> kind of thing. But um, I actually just realized this is something I do when, you know, my current boyfriend does something that upsets me. And then he, he was kind of like, I know he never intentionally tries to be a dick sometimes but but sometimes like the, that's like the outcome and I I give him like specific like homework assignments of like watch this video read this book do this thing and that will make up for it and um and yeah I think it's just a little clear when you can and this is, goes both ways it's just being clear with your communication goes back into you know how that can make up for um, whatever wrongdoing it, it has. And it is important to also see it from the other side of, you know, realizing, you know, that person more or less, you don't really fully know the intention of the other person, but, you know, I like to, you know, if it's someone I care about and someone I know that cares about me, I'm going to assume they weren't trying to intentionally hurt me (laughs) and to realize, you know, maybe they were being kind of absent-minded and not like paying attention or focused to like the impact it had on me and being like understanding of that being a little compassionate and and realizing that you know people are human they make mistakes um to have space for forgiveness and I don't want to hold a grudge and make someone feel guilty that doesn't make me feel necessarily any better uh but I don't know not everyone might agree with me I don't know yeah well I think you know on the, on the flip side of that I think it's it's um prudent to kind of keep that kind of those sets of ideas in mind for yourself, right? Because I think a lot of people hold the guilt and, you know, there's some people who hold the grudge forever, but there's a lot of people who hold, hold this guilt with them and they won't forgive themselves. Whereas they forgive other people for doing things really yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a important point there where it's like, you know, in the same way that like, you might want to think about if someone else was asking you for advice for your own problems, like, what would you tell them? In the same way, like if someone had done what you did, knowing what you know, et cetera, et cetera, like, would you forgive them or like what level, you know, would you expect them to feel bad or whatever? Now, sometimes this can get miscalibrated because it can go the wrong way and be like, they should feel horrible because they really screwed me over and they don't feel bad at all. Like this is, this is ridiculous. Like that can definitely happen. Um, But it is one more tool 
that we can use to like give ourselves a little bit more space from the guilt because I have definitely run into people who are really like carry this guilt around with them for something that the other person has given forgiven them for long ago or didn't even bother them that much in the first place right yeah yeah I've seen that too where it just can you know be a weight on you and and you kind of allow it feeds into like defining who you are and your value if you see yourself as like I'm this terrible person because I did that thing that one time even though you know the person forgave and um you know we'd like to move on if this person really cared for you then they would want you to <laughs> like be so distraught about it ideally in an ideal situation I think it's just letting go of um the the guilt like realizing that you know yeah the past is the past and you can't do anything about it and all you can do is just be a little more mindful moving forward and decide how do you want to to live your life moving forward like the past it sucks it's it's important to acknowledge the impact it had on that other individual it's not productive necessarily to be like oh well I didn't know any better so oh well (laughs) I'm just like I think there's a a danger of that on the on the flip side of just like never feeling guilty about anything and not not accepting I think it really comes down to responsibility accepting responsibility for the thing that you did not being like yeah maybe you didn't know any better but you can still accept responsibility for that thing that happened and the impact that it had and then you can decide like okay moving forward this is what I'm going to do to prevent that thing from happening to prevent hurting or um, messing up someone else's life <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really key when it comes to uh, dealing with emotions like this, um, where basically you can just sit and ruminate on, on it forever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually do anything, right? Like yeah. so spending time to focus on the actions you can actually take mm-hmm. or what you can learn or, what you can do to make amends like those are the things that are going to be fruitful whereas just sitting there replaying the event over and over and over and ruminating on it um you know that doesn't change anything like you were saying like it's it's the same event so uh at least for me like just trying to work on this relationship or develop it as a whole with with quite a few emotions again going back to anger like instead of sitting and just stewing on something that makes me angry figuring out like what are the things i can actually do about it uh, developing that same type of relationship with guilt has helped me to not fall into those pits and not sit there and go, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that's what happened. I can't believe I did it for hours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. An, an example, I guess, might be um, also kind of realizing that no one's like one state of being um, or no one's a fixed way of being. That's kind of how I'd like to define it and be like, you know, just like a simple example of, you know, if a person was consistently late all time and they show up and they're like, oh, I feel so bad, but then they're still consistently late all the time and they don't realize, you know, fully the, or maybe they do realize the impact that like people are waiting around for you to show up so we can start the meeting or whatever that might be. Um, But realizing, and just if, if you kind of be like, hold this identity that I'm a late bad person, that's not productive. <laughs> you can like, instead of like looking at like, okay, what actions am I taking? Okay. If I just leave 15 minutes earlier than what I think I normally should, then I should have enough of a buffer <laughs> to get there on time, regardless of if there's traffic 
or parking issues or whatever that might be just to realize, you know, you can create structures and actions and that you don't have to be stuck in this, like, oh, I'm just a late bad person and I suck and not do anything about it. Or you can try to take actions to move forward to, to not have that be a reoccurring theme. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, because I've, I've run into plenty of people who feel like certain attributes not attributes, certain actions they take or sequences of actions are fixed in some way. Mm -hmm. And when you think like that, then it's really easy to keep doing things that cause you guilt and then think, like you were saying, like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like, I feel bad, but this is just how it is. Yeah. And I think it's like a good space to open up how important it is to set up your environment uh, in a way that that works for you or look for alternatives like that that leaving late thing like you know it could happen for a number of reasons or like showing up late but there are ways that you can work on that like if you can't keep time very well naturally then you better set a bunch of alarms and leave before you're supposed to and like maybe get someone else to call you when you're supposed to leave or like there are things that you can do to set up your environment and like sure you may naturally just like not be aware of the time very often but you can add in things to change the actions you take like that baseline might be that baseline but it doesn't determine the outcomes so in the same way like if there's these things that you feel like are part of your identity that are causing you guilt it's probably not. It's probably the way your environment's set up. And there's probably some space to look for some things or ways to do things differently Then those outcomes will be different. It, but you have to look and see like, okay, what's causing me to act in this way? What's causing me to like do this behavior or where in the chain, like, can I make changes to not do this? And I don't think that that's something that everyone thinks of or believes. Um, but it really makes a huge difference just believing that, you know, our outcomes are not dictated by who we are. That's just uh, maybe like I was saying, some baselines, right? You might not be able to keep time very well, but that doesn't yeah. mean you need to be late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could see that being really important. But um, I'm trying to think of some other examples or other ways that people can kind of let go of the guilt. What if it's like a bigger thing? Like what if someone cheats on their spouse or something like that? What would your thoughts be around something like that on how, how to let go of the guilt? And I'm like, obviously you should probably feel bad a little bit, <laughs> but I don't know, like how long do you carry that around? Or are you kind of repeating the behavior? Is it a consistent pattern or is it like a one-time thing? Um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. In that realm or at that magnitude, Mm -hmm. um, I really think everything pretty much applies the same, but um, just more. And, and, you know, since the impacts on your life are bigger, they're more important things. It's more important that you set your life up in a way that, that you're actually going to be able to like, not make those choices in the future or at the very least get to the bottom of of kind of what's going on in those dynamics right like perhaps like for that person if they if they let themselves go into certain environments then that's like where that behavior is most likely to happen Mm -hmm. and you know like like if you if you let's say that the person like oh and they drink too much then Mm -hmm. something might happen sometimes because that happens well like okay so just don't put yourself in that situation, like bail out way earlier, like don't go to events, 
where that outcome is likely to be the case or where you're likely to be in that situation. And then if it gets to the point where, uh, you know, I've talked to people before where it's like, well, I like going to those types of like things. I like doing those kinds of activities. And it's like, okay, but you have to weigh that off against how much it costs you on the other end, right? It's not like this uh, zero sum thing. It's not that it's this, this like, I don't know. It's not this instant like, you go and do it and then you feel bad and then you never do it again when you're presented with the exact same situation. Like situations are important. Um, And just like what opportunities are in front of us heavily dictate what kind of actions we take, you know, in the same way, like if you don't want to drink and you keep alcohol in the house, like that's a, that's a bad move. Like, and maybe you drink and feel guilty about it because Mm -hmm. you're trying to stop. But like, you're, you're making those decisions uh, at the hardest point, which is when it's right in your face, right? When you're opening the cupboard and it's sitting right there and you're looking at it, like that's the hardest yeah. time to make the decision. So at okay. the same thing, at the same, um, you know, scale, but bigger, like mm-hmm. if you have things that are seriously impacting your life, you really mm-hmm. have to sit down and figure out what situations get you into something like that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to something like, uh, you know, like cheating in a relationship, you kind of also just have to accept like the, the totality of it, right? You have to spend some time thinking about like how much is that impacting the other person? What were the expectations? What, like, what is going to work moving forward, if anything? And also like you, you were talking about before, accept responsibility if uh, that person no longer wants to be with you. Like that's part of the outcomes of the choices that were made. Yeah. So I don't know that I've really added anything since uh, I started talking, but that's kind of how I feel on that, on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. I think you brought up like two really good points of just like, you know, one shifting your environment, paying attention to your environment that kind of makes you more conducive to do those um, not so great actions or behaviors that lead to you feeling guilty in the first place. But also I think the thing that you brought up of like looking at the underlying, looking deeper um, is super important, especially like in cases of infidelity where, you know, it wasn't just like you cheated and that was like it. It's like usually typically I hear from most people, there's like there's unhappiness in the marriage or the relationship way long before the cheating happens. And it's like, maybe if you like were better about communicating about the situation or went to marriage therapists or, you know, dealt with it rather than avoiding it um, beforehand, before it progressed, where you just felt like completely alone and isolated in your relationship that you felt like, oh, well, you know, I'm practically alone. So why not? Um, Kind of a thing Um, to realize, you know, there could have been actions before. So if you were to, if that relationship doesn't work out for whatever reason, and you're moving on to a new relationship to really like, you know, hey, maybe I need to be more present to how I'm being in the relationship, how I'm feeling in the relationship before it progresses to the point of something to that um, magnitude, I think is, is really key. And it's, again, it's going back to exploring the, the root cause of, you know, and it's not always pretty to look at the, the, the not so pretty fun parts of a relationship, but it's the reality of like every relationship is work. Relationships are hard. Sometimes it's not always rainbows and butterflies. I mean, yeah, it can be sometimes, but yeah, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta realize that relationships are work and you know, it's not always an easy out kind of a thing. So, so accepting responsibility for your part uh, or 
whether you were the cheater or the person that got cheated on to realize like, yeah, that was, um, you know, there's something maybe in the relationship we could have done differently moving forward. Yeah, and I think there's also one extra piece I'd like to color in, which is uh, I think sometimes people just want um, more than is realistic or want some sort of a setup that's not realistic. Like, oh, yeah. I would like to hold on to this this thing, except it's not fulfilling me in all the ways that I want. So I also want this thing, even though it's not compatible with the contract I've made with this other person. So I'm just going to do it and feel guilty and like <laughs> you, can feel, you can feel guilty without without you know anybody knowing or being harmed or anything like that like you can still feel the guilt um so i think it's it's important to recognize sometimes in situations like that where like you know there's these conflicting things that you want um there you know you can take a path that that like ruins relationships and this isn't just for like cheating type of thing but there are other situations but like sometimes you just have to like do difficult parts of things and like you can do it the worst way which is do something you feel guilty about and then let it build up and then wait till that explodes at some point down the future or the feeling just builds up in yourself to the point where it's like unbearable or you can you know just recognize that you will have to push through uncomfortable situations because that's like the way that life is like I feel like sometimes it's you know this idea of like oh I can have this fairy tale like where I have this person who's my stable person and I have this person who's my like my hot like go out person and like (laughs) one piece and I don't have to like reconcile that or figure that out or make it work yeah yeah so (laughs) right uh, you know I thought just recognizing some situations require like uncomfortable pieces Mm -hmm. and pushing through and working stuff out um, can help you in, in the earlier stages to not make those decisions um, mm-hmm. because either way you're gonna have to deal with the stuff it's just when and at what extreme yeah exactly it's a really good point cool well I think we kind of covered this topic pretty well was there anything else that you wanted to add nope cool all right well I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and I hope you let go of the guilt, but also understand your responsibility and your impact (laughs) of your actions. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch Catch you next time. time.